Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by Beautiful and Simple, an online boutique filled with products that remind us to slow down, practice self-care, and focus on the meaningful parts of our day, the beautiful and simple moments. My favorite mug is the one that says, you cannot pour from an empty cup. It's my daily reminder to take care of myself so that I can take care of my family. Go check out the collection of mugs and shirts and bags currently available at beautifulandsimple.com. That's beautifulandsimple.com. Aloha, mamas. At this point in the podcast, you've heard me mention a few times that I feel moms and families are suffering from disconnect on a lot of levels, but especially when it comes to gratitude. We have intellectual versus actual gratitude, intellectual gratitude, thinking that we're grateful, you know, thinking we love our family. I mean, of course we love our family. We think it, but what about actual gratitude? And by actual, I mean, action based. What actions have we taken lately to express our gratitude to loved ones? It's this disconnect between intellectual and actual gratitude that I want to address because I sense that it's one of the causes of unhappiness in many mamas. But I want to make sure that I'm not just talking about this observation of intellectual versus actual. I want to give you easy to follow actionable suggestions on how we can address this on our in our own lives. The us part, I want to be clear about too. I don't have this whole intellectual versus actual gratitude thing figured out 100% for myself and my own family, but I am aware of it. And awareness is step one. Step two is taking action. I want to move into step two alongside you by sharing ways that we can take action and express gratitude in our everyday lives more often, including a lot of what's worked for me and other ideas I've picked up from mentors. And what better day to start than today? What can we do in our lives to make room for more gratitude? Let's start with mindset. The way we think about gratitude matters. I love what Pema Chodron had to say about gratitude. She said, quote, being satisfied and grateful with what we already have is a magical golden key to being alive in a full, unrestricted and inspired way, end quote. She's talking about presence and connection and appreciation. Gratitude is a magical golden key. I I think she's right. It is the secret ingredient, the tool that opens the door to more happiness. She also says, quote, appreciate everything, even the ordinary, especially the ordinary, end quote. That's a powerful message for moms to hear. 
our days and nights are filled to the brim with ordinary to the point that many mamas start to see it as drudgery and myself included. And on some days that's, that's just how we feel. But I want to invite you to not stay in that feeling of drudgery, but instead strive to make a positive mindset shift. So how do we do that? Just as she says, by appreciating it. That's why that meme floats around on social media that is so popular and speaks to so many of us. The one that says dirty dishes mean food in our bellies. Laundry means clothes to wear. Dirty feet means time enjoyed outside. It encourages us to come back to that ordinary and settle into the many small moments of our day that we can be grateful for. The second idea that I have for you is to surround yourself with words. You know, how do we remember all of these quotes and sayings that just fly by us, you know, as we scroll and we're just overwhelmed with them all the time? I really think we can do that by pausing. And if there is a quote or a saying or some inspiration that is really speaking to us that we'd like to possibly incorporate more of into our life, we then print that out or write it down. You know, we surround ourselves with these inspirational words and read them often, you know, keeping words and phrases about gratitude around you as a screensaver on your phone, as a printed out quote in a frame, as a sticky note on your fridge or in your car, you know, surrounding yourself with meaningful phrases and ideas that speak to you so that you can support yourself and your family on your gratitude journey. You know, the constant reminders can help. So let's dive into the practical way to live in gratitude, you know, actions we can take, because I find it to be more powerful for moms, you know, with our to-do lists, if we have something to do, it just, it translates clearly to where we are in our life's journey. There's like a pre-step when it comes to gratitude, and that is slowing down. The key is to take time, slow the mind, slow your day, and just slow down. And this makes room for gratitude to come in and get, because it gives us time for reflection and action. So let's talk about specifics. That's kind of a general idea. You know, slowing down kind of comes first, at least for me, before gratitude can really come in. But specifically, what can we do? You know, we know what we're grateful for. We know we need to slow down to express our gratitude. Now, what are some real ways we can put all of those ideas into our day? Number one, wake up and pray or meditate. First thing in your mind, be grateful for a fresh day. Let this be your first thought when the alarm goes off. Take an extra minute and lie there with your eyes closed or sit on the edge of your bed. And before you take that first step, just sit in gratitude. Think about how grateful you are to be part of this new day. Grateful for whatever rest you got the night before, or if it was a rough night, grateful for the chance to start anew. You know, this can be a prayer, a meditation, something you read or recite, you know, maybe one of those words you printed out from before. However, it comes to you, let gratitude be the very first notion on your heart and your mind. I know that when I started doing this, I noticed an immediate difference in my days because I was laying there and instead of being like, oh, the to-do list is so long or, oh my gosh, that was so rough or, oh, I'm afraid to get up because I might wake up the baby. And I just would rattle through this list of like, ugh. 
feelings and sayings and thoughts. But instead, it was like every morning, almost like a scene from a movie or something where I was like, no, you know what, every morning that I come back into the waking world, I'm going to be grateful that I get to be part of that waking world today. And I make sure that I do that before I get out of bed. So even if those to do lists start to creep in, which they often do, um, or the appeal of coffee (laughs) starts to come over me of like, Ooh, yeah, coffee. All right. You know, I make sure to be grateful that I'm there and that I can wake up and enjoy that coffee. And it has just made a world of difference. It sounds simple, but it's the very first thing I did on my gratitude journey um, that made a super big impact. Number two, journal. I know, I know people talk about it all the time, but journaling is genuinely helpful. It's calming, affirming, healing. Journaling is an incredible way to slow down, put pen to paper and acknowledge that your thoughts matter, that they are worthy of notation. Doing things like including lists or stories or paragraphs of what you're grateful for can slowly change your mindset over time. At first, you may start off searching for what to write, and and that's totally okay. Over time, it will become easier and easier. It just takes practice. And what is practice? You showing up over and over again and putting in the work as a way to slowly increase your skill level. And even basic things like gratitude and journaling can sometimes take practice, especially if we feel out of practice or have never done it before. So there is no grade being handed out at the end of your journal journey. No one judging how well you journal. The reward is a personal one when it comes to journaling. And what we're trying to get better at isn't necessarily journaling, but being grateful. And that happens with practice. So one thing I recommend when it comes to journaling is to be specific, write down an action or a moment or a person you're grateful for, and then add the why getting specific with the what plus the why translates more clearly in your head and heart when simply, you know, instead of just simply listing things like, I'm grateful for my partner, I'm grateful for my children over and over again, because it can start to feel like meh, I get it, I'm supposed to be grateful for these things. But when we really get specific, slow down and think about specific moments or characteristics or qualities that we're grateful for, it translates a lot clearer to us and eventually them. Number three, write a letter, card, or love note to someone you're grateful for. Taking the time again to slow down and put pen to paper is very powerful. Handwritten notes feel good to write and receive, you know, and when you're putting one together, be specific, let the person know that you appreciate them. I feel like many of us are out of practice again, when it comes to this. So it may feel a little awkward at first to come right out and say that you're grateful, but it gets easier again with practice. And it feels good to be on the receiving end of gratitude. Be grateful for your connection to another person, and then take that step two and share your feelings with them in a note, a letter or a card. Number four, spend quality time with friends and family, slow down and really be together, invite a friend out for coffee or lunch, go on a walk together or go play in the yard or picnic in the park together as a family. 
That invite translates as, hey, I like you. I want to hang out with you more. I appreciate your company. And I know that with kids, this can often look messy or even whiny at times, but we can still do these activities together with the intention of gratitude at the center. It's comforting sometimes to just do life next to each other. You know, we can be grateful in those moments that, you know, the friend or the family member that we invited along with us, you know, just kind of gets it. They understand. Maybe quality time looks a little less planned and more spur of the moment. You know, we're pretty spoiled here on Maui with our stunning sunsets. So maybe there's a beautiful sunset and you pull the car over and watch it together. Or you stop for an ice cream on the way home because it sounds like a good way to slow down and connect with your family. At the heart of this stopping, this time together is gratitude. You're wanting to make happy memories with people you love and share meaningful moments with them. Throw in some grateful words and phrases while you're doing it. You know, things like, I'm so glad we pulled over. I'm really grateful to be watching this sunset with you guys. This is my favorite part of the day being with you. You know, things like that. It might sound cheesy, but who cares? Your kids might give you a hard time about it, but they still heard the message that they're wanted, loved, and appreciated. Number five, meditation. There are these wonderful guided gratitude meditations available on different meditation apps. And I find them to be really lovely reminders of the power of gratitude. It's literally someone else talking in my ear about gratitude and me taking the time and space to think about what I'm grateful for. Yes, that's kind of step one, the the thinking about it and being aware of it. But once I've completed step one, it makes it easier for me to move into step two and turn my thoughts from that meditation into action. Or if that meditation is first thing in the morning to let that grateful start lead the rest of my day. Number six, read books about it and articles and quotes. In a nutshell, seek out gratitude in yourself and around you by researching it. And I know that the word research sounds super formal, but that's what we're doing when we look up gratitude on Pinterest or in a search engine. We're wanting to learn more about it. The more you learn about it, the more you come to understand what it is, how it feels, and the many intrinsic and extrinsic benefits of it. Reading about it is actually super powerful. Number seven, prepare a meal with love. Have you ever heard people tell stories about how their mom or dad's cooking just tastes so good and it's so comforting and so delicious and it's just extra good? Or how the grandma always kept um, a mysterious spice jar in her cupboard. I'm wondering if you've ever heard that story. Basically, um, I don't know whether it's real or not, but at one point I read something where this grandma always added a secret ingredient. She had a secret spice jar in her cupboard and she would never let anyone see what it was or look at the ingredients or smell it or anything. She just kept it in her jar. And at the end of every meal, you know, with the salt and the pepper, she'd take this jar and sprinkle it out all over um, the food. And they always swore that it's this secret ingredient that grandma put in that made her food really good. And then after they pass, um, after she passed, um, 
they looked at the jar, someone looked at the jar and saw that it was empty and that it was just love. You know, I don't know whether love was like written on the jar in the bottom of the jar or whatever, but it was like a metaphor for the grandma to always add, you know, with the salt and pepper and spices or whatever to sprinkle on some love too. You know, meals just taste better when they're made with love and gratitude and care and intention. So maybe we could try something like that. Maybe we could get, have an invisible or real love spice jar next to the stove and shake it on everything. You know, it might just be the trick, even on days when we're simply throwing a frozen pizza in the oven or serving up takeout, we can still sprinkle our love and gratitude over that food. And I would bet money that the meals that we do that on, those will taste a lot better. Number eight, give thanks before you eat. Pausing is powerful. Giving thanks is powerful. Doing both before a meal, very powerful. Some say it even helps with digestion and nutrient absorption. And you know what? Sounds good to me. (laughs) It would be worth experimenting if that could be a positive, positive outcome. Okay. So we have varying beliefs in our family and have found a way to honor everyone's faith while pausing to give thanks before eating, you know, with three young kids, um, at the moment we sing a Waldorf inspired song before we eat and I'm not claiming to be a singer, (laughs) but we sing for trees so tall and sky so blue for friends and food. We thank you. And there's like little hand motions that go along with it. And I'm sure there's more to it, but that's just what we say. And then we actually put our hands together at the end and bow our heads. And we say the Japanese word which basically means to receive with gratitude. And the reason that we say that is when we were researching what people around the world say, um, to say grace before praying or before eating, you know, um, and we're trying to find something kind of neutral and accepting and gracious. Um, we stumbled upon the Japanese word, Itadakimasu. And we also had a Japanese exchange student, Ayumi. Hi, Ayumi, in case you're listening. Um, she was coming and we were trying to prepare for her arrival as best we could. And it just the serendipitous timing lined up, you know, our research with this, the gratitude praying stuff, and then her coming and it just like clicked and stuck and everyone in our family says it and we absolutely love it. And my kids and husband and everyone, we bow our heads and it just feels like a really solid way um, to start a meal together, especially, you know, it's just so lovely. Um, what we've come up with specific to our family, you know, it's just so nice to have our kids sit around with their hands together and say, and, you know, on, even on tough days, it's the one moment when I know that we must be doing something right because they're so into it. And they seem to understand that deeper level of gratitude and how it's connected to the meal and the world around them. So if you don't have something that your family says before you eat, um, that might be a nice starting place for you. Number nine, notice nature. That seems like a funny suggestion to make regarding gratitude, but just hear me out. 
Take note of the natural world around you. The leaves changing color, a flower about to bloom, how slow or fast the snow is falling, the shape of the clouds in the sky, the sound of the rain. Being present in the moment and grateful for the beauty around you, that's doable. You could literally walk outside and do that right now. Nature always has these beautiful surprises for us. And that's part of the difference with noticing nature and how it connects to gratitude. That's actually part of the magic that brings the two ideas together. You don't know what you're going to find outside that stirs your heart and mind. Blooms are constantly changing, plants are growing, colors are shifting, and it's different day to day and season to season. So instead of simply writing down or thinking about things in your life that can feel obvious and constant, like your spouse and your kids and your jobs, although we are grateful for the steady, steady plays an important role. Nature surprises. It is always new and we can be delighted with and grateful for the new. We can, you can start off with just a few seconds and build up from there. Noticing nature is something that is always available to us. So if you're having a day, you know, getting overwhelmed, really unsure what to be grateful for in the chaos, taking the time to notice something in nature can be an opportunity for instant connection and a return to gratitude. Give it a try. You might be surprised. In fact, I hope you are. Number 10, read nature poetry. Again, this seems odd, but reading nature poetry can take your nature-based gratitude practice that I just mentioned to the next level by giving us alternative ways to look at nature and feel the seasons. Poetry tends to be very descriptive and present. Let me give you an example. And um, if you want to be real hootie duty, <laughs> I was looking for an example for you all in a book that we have for our homeschool called Sing a Song of Seasons, a nature poem for each day of the year um, that was put together by Fiona Waters. And it's really lovely. And I wasn't looking at the dates or anything. I was just looking for a poem that I thought might be a good example. And I settled on Judith Nichols' Wind Song. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is the one. And then I look at the date and it's the poem, you know, because it's a, a nature poem for, you know, each day of the year. It's the poem for my birthday, September 21st. And I was like, okay, that is 100% the example we're going to use. So here's the example, Wind Song by Judith Nichols. I am the seed that grew the tree that gave the wood to make the page to fill the book with poetry. How lovely. It's like a walking forwards and backwards all at the same time. And it's remembering that the paper in front of you came from someplace and that there are a lot of people involved and a lot of um, nature involved, mother nature, whatever you want, however you call it, um, was involved in getting that paper in front of you and putting this book together and, and speaking to the poets who put the poems together and the people who, who find the poems and the people who publish the poems. And it's just, you know, it's a seed. <laughs> and I love it. I love that connection. And it's just so, oh, that's how I feel at the end of that short, short, short poem. And it's not much, but it's a wonderful thing that we have around 
that we reach for, you know, the kids will ask what the poem of the day is, and it matches up with the season changes and the holidays. And, and it, it's subtle, you know, during the spring, there's lots of talk about rain. And then suddenly we're aware that, yeah, there's a little bit more rain around us during that time too. And it gets us noticing and gives us words to express what we're seeing and feeling around us and just deepens our connection to it. So I would kind of say, you know, number nine, notice nature. Number 10 is, you know, reading nature poetry is like definitely the next level up. It doesn't have to be complex. It can be a book of poetry you read with your children. You know, I'll link to the book I just mentioned in the show notes, but truly a few moments a day to read about nature can help you notice the seasons and the details in nature all around you. It's a tool to bring you back to nature, back to connection. And it's in those moments of slowing down, connectedness and presence in the moment that gratitude comes easily and readily. Number 11, pay attention to information and images that are coming into your day. I'm talking television, the news, social media, avoid negativity and drama, shut the news off for a day or a week or forever. You know, the amount of violence and intense imagery that comes across our screens and in the newspaper can be really overwhelming. You know, I can't think of the last time I picked up the newspaper and found it super inspiring. No offense, (laughs) but I'm not saying shut yourself off to what's happening in the world and live in a bubble. Although some people have chosen that option. I'm just saying, pay attention to what's coming in. Too much negativity and drama really stresses us out and has a strong effect on our bodies, minds, and hence our gratitude practice. Take a break for a bit. If you do an analysis and find that, yes, there is a lot of negativity streaming in and it is affecting you and your gratitude practice. What's coming in is worth noticing as much as what's going out. Number 12, say thank you more to everyone all day. Thank the cashier at the store. Thank the mail delivery person when they drop off your next package. Thank someone for stopping by or calling. Thank someone when they compliment you. Thank your children for clearing their plates from the table or taking their laundry to the laundry room. You know, our days are filled with opportunities to say thank you. Taking the time to slow down and say it out loud is a form of gratitude and something simple we can do more of during the day. Sounds easy, but many of us are out of practice and can easily pick it back up. The world could use more thank yous, and it's with a happy heart that we can be the ones to go first. Model saying thank you for your children while you're brightening the day of others. I know that this is a theme in our house right now. Um, in a very ungraceful, ungratitude filled day, I basically, hmm, I'll be honest, demanded that there would be more pleases and thank yous in our house, that they seem to have left the house, left our minds, left our hearts and have been forgotten. And we will bring them back. And ironically, even though I just said, um, number 11, you know, pay attention to what's coming in and out of your day. I made it kind of dramatic, not angry, dramatic, but was like, that's it. I'm making a proclamation. We are saying and doing this more often. And just the way that I said it caught their attention enough that I hear them saying, no, in this family, we will say please and thank you more often. But it's, you know, with humor 
um, and also realness at the same time too. So I think we found the balance for our family, um, but it definitely came out of an ungraceful moment where I was like, you know what? I think it's time we bring these back and get back into more practice. And with saying thank you. There's a lovely quote from Alice Walker that says, thank you is the best prayer that anyone could say. I say that one a lot. Thank you expresses extreme gratitude, humility, understanding, end quote. Thank you as a prayer. I mean, what a lovely thought. That could be a quote worth printing out and writing down as a reminder if saying thank you more often becomes one of your goals too. You've probably noticed a theme in these 12 ideas that it requires a pause first. Gratitude and slowing down go hand in hand. Have you ever had a moment to yourself as a mom and thought, now what? I don't even know what to do with myself. Cue gratitude. I mean, how life-changing would it be if our next thought after that, well, now what moment was, okay, first things first, what am I grateful for? I mean, man, talk about giving us some direction and then something to do too. That's just really clear and consistent. And I think I'm going to try to do that way more often. You know, when I have those moments of like, gosh, what now? I don't even know what to do, or I don't know what to tackle first. Why not tackle gratitude first? Why not bring that to the front of our minds? Why not plug it in in those moments that we, where we don't know what to do? I mean, I had some of those moments today where I was like, what are we going to have for lunch? I, and I started to get a little overwhelmed and just bring in the gratitude that, you know, I'm grateful we have options. I'm grateful that we have the time. I'm grateful that we're on time and, you know, that we have um, the space to sit down and eat our lunch together and just be together. So when those questioning moments start to come in, I mean, it's just like plug it right in gratitude that that's going to be your next thought. Your mind starts to wonder gratitude, time to yourself, gratitude, sitting in a stop, long stoplight, tempted to check your phone, gratitude instead, trying to avoid negativity, gratitude, trying to calm down and stressed out parenting moments, gratitude. You know, but before that gratitude comes the pause. We'll have to keep that in mind too. Whew, deep breaths as we're learning how to take deep breaths. <laughs> to sum it all up, gratitude is found in moments of slowing down nature and or connection. So if you're looking for a gratitude activity or practice that speaks to you, try looking at those elements as a starting point, something that involves slowing down nature or connection, or maybe a combination of the three. Even with all of this loveliness, even with all of this gratitude, even with all of these things to do, there are tough days on this motherhood journey. It's not all nature and slowing down and disconnect does creep in along with other unpleasant emotions. For me, I know on those tough days, I usually feel unappreciated at some point. And I take great comfort in knowing that I'm not the only mom who's ever felt that way, but I'm also determined not to stay there. It's a good moment for me to express that emotion and say that I'm feeling unappreciated. It gives me and my family the chance to counter that negative feeling with gratitude. 
Because that's what's missing when we feel unappreciated is, is gratitude. So stating that I feel unappreciated gives my family the opportunity to up their gratitude practice, if you will. The other side of the coin, though, it's also a chance for me to really give what I want to get. Because there is absolutely a giving and receiving component when it comes to gratitude. And if all that fails, and it's just a day of basically the opposite of gratitude, know that I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in, process, grow, and simply listen. I know how valuable your time is and really appreciate you spending it with me. By tuning in, I know that you're showing up and putting in the work, and that's to be admired, Mama. Well done, and thank you. I'll leave you with this inspiration. It's a quote from Sarah Van Brethnick. Quote, You simply will not be the same person two months from now after consciously giving thanks each day for the abundance that exists in your life. And you will have set in motion an ancient spiritual law. The more you have and are grateful for, the more will be given to you. End quote. Happy Thanksgiving, mamas. I'm grateful for each and every one of you, wherever you are on your gratitude journey and wherever you are in this wonderful world. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration, or maybe a little of both. If you like today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.